Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith, to encourage you toward faith if you do not have any, encourage you to put faith in the right places, in the right things. And we are actually studying faith right now, uh, at least faith as it is referenced in the Bible, the Word of God, and uh, the letter of truth. I would call it. So welcome, Ehud, son of Dennis here, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And I say that somewhat in jest, but somewhat uh, in truth. You have gals like Hillary Clinton still running around this country free, living in... Uh, I don't know the right word for it, but living much better than somebody in the inner city of this country would be living and having committed many crimes throughout her life that would have put many of us in jail. And there was an interesting picture I saw today that when you take a selfie at the Capitol, you have FBI agents cracking down your door. When you spy on the President of the United States, just sweep it under the rug, no big deal, nothing to see here. When you cheat and steal an election from the President of the United States, you sweep it under the rug. Nothing to see here. It is really amazing the battle of information that's going on in this country right now and the battle uh, behind the scenes to prevent people from hearing things. You know, we saw it and we see it with the vaccine and the heinous way in which our government, which the way things are being portrayed in our country. But it should not be a surprise <clears throat> because faith, people, faith is a big deal. This whole show is about where you put your faith and what you're trusting in. Are you trusting in government institutions for your survival? Are you tr trusting in the governor of your state or the president of the United States or somebody like that to take care of you somehow? Are you worried that your congressperson isn't hearing you properly or something. I mean, it's we've gotten to a state of dependency in this country that is frightening, frightening, frighteningly, frighteningly scary. Can't talk this morning. But the uh, thing that we need to keep in mind as people of faith, folks that do trust in Jesus as their Savior, as their Lord, that there's really nothing new under the sun. I, in the uh, deba daily devotional that I read from ICR this morning, it was really good. They're it was talking about the, the concept of passing things on generationally, passing our faith to other generations, passing this truth that we have come to know about Christ to subsequent generations and that God doesn't he cares about all generations the ones that were past that included King David and those of the Israelites who brought us Christ through their lineage and those after Christ who have put their faith and trust in him and especially I would imagine those that haven't heard about Christ properly yet 
So with that, let's take a look at some verses on faith this morning. You know, I was surprised. One of the things that surprised me this morning was that the book of John really doesn't have any references to faith. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. But we uh, took a look at Matthew yesterday. We're looking at the book of Mark today. And we start out in chapter 2. And immediately... They were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word to them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, in other words, because there were so many people, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins be forgiven you. And, of course, there were certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Instead of looking at the fact that he cured this guy by a miracle who was sick of the palsy by speaking a word to him, they're worried about the fact that he's going, saying something that is against what they think is right in a way to, to handle it. So how often do we focus on the wrong things, people? I'm sure I've done it many times in my life. But here, you know, Jesus is rewarding faith by healing a man. And it's, you know, faith is a huge deal in the kingdom of God. And we need to be mindful of that, I think, um, to that end. So, so I think we saw a similar example in Matthew and then we see another one that was, was in Matthew when these guys are out on the sea and sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there also rose a great storm of wind and the waves and beat under the ship that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and they say unto him master care you not that we perish and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was great calm and he said to them why are all of you so fearful how is it that you all have no faith and they feared exceedingly saying to one another what manner of man is this even the wind and the sea obey him so you have a, a man that by the word of his mouth can control the wind and the sea and we have eyewitnesses to this being a reality we have men that died claiming this as a reality. And people want to laugh that off. And I just, I marvel at that. I go, you know, here, <laughs> no, I'll leave it at that. But again, here he's giving them a hard time for not having faith. They're with the Son of God. These guys have all come to this realization, and yet... They've seen him work miracles, and they still don't have faith that he can save them from a storm. So, let's see, the next example, Mark, chapter 5, and Mark 5, 34. Let's get to that. And he said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. And so this was a gal 
uh, who'd been with a certain woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, 12 years this gal had been dealing with this, and had suffered many things of physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing improved but grew worse. She had heard of Jesus came and pressed behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the virtue that had gone out of him, turned about him in presence and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you? And said to you, Who touched me? And he looked around about her to see that had done who had done this her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and she told him all the truth and he said to her daughter your faith has made you whole go in peace and be whole of your plague God is so merciful and true and he knows knows all but this is just a I think it's a it's a beautiful story of a lady who had faith, just wanted to be near him, wanted to touch him, and be whole of her things she's been dealing with for 12 years. I cannot imagine having something that, you know, 12 years you're dealing with something. We've been dealing with COVID two years, and I can't stand it. Um, Mark ten fifty two. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole, and immediately received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So, this is when he was walking uh, out of Jericho and his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus and others, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Notice how he says it. He doesn't come with a demand. He just says, have mercy on me, Lord. And he charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal. You, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calls you. And casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will you that I should do unto you? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight. And again, I come back to this. Every time Jesus says this, it's in the context of your faith. He says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. I forgive your sins because of your faith. You've exhibited faith and that you've trusted in me as your Lord and Savior, not something else. And... At one point, Mark chapter 11, Jesus had walked by this fig tree and, and uh, caused it to wither away. And in the morning, as they passed away, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter called remembrance, saying to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Jesus answering says unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say to you in this mountain, Be thou removed. And a lot of people have heard this verse. Be you cast into the sea, and shall not darken your heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever, whatsoever he says. So that's going to be the next verse that we look at, is believe, believing. Because faith is in believing. Faith is in the act of believing what God has, has explained 
to us through his word and through his actions. And uh, we can trust in that. But that's, I was looking at, at the fact that the book of John doesn't reference faith and he doesn't, doesn't use the word pistis, which is a Greek word for faith. And I think he's, he's more in line using verbiage about believing and belief. So the bottom line is, what again, what do you put faith in? Do you want to put faith in a guy in a white coat saying you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago with absolutely no proof that that ever occurred, no proof that there are things evolving on this planet right now? from one form to another especially because that had to have happened for their theory to be true that the earth is millions of years old outside of uh, major assumptions being made on dating techniques that they want to say are scientific somehow you know yeah you can see the the decay rate in certain uh, things but you have no idea what you started with in material you know how much there was they make tons of assumptions about that and then claim that it's true and use circular reasoning to show that their ge geologic column is true. There's so much falsehood. It, it almost, it doesn't, it shouldn't surprise us folks that people lie about the COVID situation, that people uh, like Justin Trudeau want to be a dictator, that people um, lie and cheat like Hillary Clinton trying to, uh, lie and cheat about Trump's ties to Russia so that uh, they could try and claim he was illegitimate and wasn't elected uh, by a majority of the people in this country. And I would say he probably beat her a lot worse than, than it appeared because the Democrats cheat their rear ends off because all they care about is power, folks. They do not care about the little guy anymore. People that are part of the Democrat Party, I think a lot of them get sucked in because they think that, that Democrats are for the little guy or for the marginalized uh, and folk, folks it's it's a walk in falsehood is really all it comes to and frankly it's a, it's a sad thing um, looking at the news feed real quick uh, really uh, justice it, it I saw a ditty today Clinton campaign Hillary Clinton dodges question about Durham probe developments. Clinton campaign lawyer Sussman asked court to strike Durham's factual background from latest filing. Yeah, Hillary Clinton was the mastermind behind the Trump-Russia collusion hoax and may never face justice. That's an opinion piece. But it's probably true. You know, the uh, select folks, the, remember when I talked about justice for some, if you're connected, if you're, you know, Hillary Clinton had a server that was outside government purposes so she could communicate without having to report what she was communicating. It had nothing to do with her daughter's wedding or baby shower. And, you know, she is yet to come to justice, but someday she will face justice for her actions unless she repents and puts her trust and faith truly in Christ and the way she acts. That is not the case. I would, I don't believe you don't see the fruit of it in her life. And of course, Trump is calling the Durham probe exposing the crime of the century and predicts it's just the beginning. I think that's probably right. 
I think in Durham, at least, you have somebody that's willing to speak the truth. That isn't. Um, apparently, they have the goons haven't got to him yet. I would assume at some point they're going to, or try to. Because you look at the history of the Clintons, they don't play nice, and that's where Obama learned some of his tactics from. Um, you know, the fact that Trump lasted as long as he did is amazing to me. Because he was seemed like a, a loner fighting against this huge behemoth that has become the federal government. And, yeah, it's, it's really an interesting deal. But again, look at where people put their faith and trust. And it's not hard to, to see what their purposes are going to be in anything. So Congress pressured to curb trading. Some lawmakers uh, made suspicious money moves. Hmm. And of course they're showing a Republican. Don't bother showing Nancy Pelosi, who uh, just bought a $35 million home, thanks to all that. But then you got guys like Dvorak, uh, whatever his name is, got a tennis player, reaffirms his vaccine stance. And the dude's 34 and healthy. Why does he need a vaccine? just to make you people happy. That's just like wearing a mask to make others happy. Uh, again, I go back to a caption I saw not too long ago where it's, it's a gal walking down the street with her umbrella in the rain and a guy walks by next to her without one and she's like, hey, get your umbrella out or mine's not going to work. And it's really the truth. I mean, what what if the vaccine works and why are you worried if somebody else is going to get it? You're protected. Why do you care? Just go about your business. Let people make a choice. Um, yeah, and there's so much misinformation and disinformation out there, but you've got people coming out and claiming disinformation is, mis is not misinformation, and truth is misinformation. And you've got people like Justin Trudeau who are trying to call an emergency the level of emergency that Trudeau is claiming in Canada to do what he's doing is ridiculous. And if the Canadian Parliament uh, approves what he's doing, Lord help the Canadians. I mean, y'all need to get out now because the surveillance state is coming. If he can just basically claim people that want freedom he can take their jobs and their life for just demonstrating that is ridiculous. And I hope hope that the people of Canada vote him out of office at their earliest convenience. Yeah, it's, it's a sad day. But again, I, I wonder what uh, Trudeau's core is, what he puts faith in. I don't hear him talking about faithful things when he speaks, he's talking about government power and government this, government that. 
and supposedly he's interested in the health and safety and security of his people. But Justin, they're not your people. They're God's people. All of us are God's people. And until you get that, the rest of it really doesn't matter. And that's the difference, folks. I think when you put faith and trust in the Lord, you realize that there's a choice in this life to follow him or not follow him. There are choices that we need to face in life that we should be free to make those choices. What we put in our bodies, what foods we eat, what who we want to marry, what job we want to do, um, how many kids we want to have. I mean, these are all things that, uh, you know, owning our own property or business or something like that. Those are things that, that are valid life choices that we should have. And again, if you follow the law of God, the rule of God, there are things that we shouldn't be doing. Two men shouldn't be able to marry and call it a marriage. It's just, you need to help them see that um, to live that way, you have a mental issue. And that's the way it used to be back in the day. And you tried helping people in that, in that way. It's not a natural thing, folks. There are a lot of unnatural things that people are trying to normalize now. And that's going to continue. Because again, anything Satan could do to thwart the will of God, to go against the right of God, the righteousness of God, the things that are right with God, the way he made us, he's going to do it. He's going to try and circumvent it. I mean, the theory of evolution has done more to help him and his cause against the will of God than about anything I can think of because it's it's permeates every other area of life. And it's the most ridiculous theory I've ever heard. Just It breaks down to soup and millions of years. And what came first, folks, out of the soup? The brain, the eyes, the lungs, the heart? Actual flesh? Uh, I mean, it, the, the whole thing is just ridiculous. The most ridiculous theory on the planet Earth, and yet millions of people put their faith and trust in it every day and try and claim that it's true. But I got to hit the road today so I'm gonna call it a show but have faith in God <coughs> sorry about that for my mama for my friends for your love that never